What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. This is a brand new podcast uh, that we just started today. We're excited about it. Uh, This is for Knoll Nation. It's a Seminole uh, podcast that we will talk uh, Seminoles football uh, and Seminoles football only. Um, This will be a yearly podcast. We'll go through recruiting. We'll go through games every week. Um, So we're excited about it. Uh, We'll go through the offseason. We'll do everything Seminoles football. And again, we're excited uh, to get this started. Um, We got week one in the books. It wasn't what we expected. It definitely wasn't what I expected. Um, I definitely had the Knowles peg that coming in and um, going um, or at least being in the talks of um, um, the national championship. Some of you say, man, you're crazy. I get it. I understand. Uh, And then some people want to know why I felt that way. And it's simple. I mean, we're loaded and riddled with talent on both sides of the football. So there's no reason why we shouldn't at least be in the discussion. Um, let's get to this past week's game. Um, I know that there's thousands of people that are unhappy at the way it went, at the way it ended. Um, dropping a, a game that we was winning. Um, a game that was winnable, a game that we should have won. And it felt to me as if I was watching the Miami game from 2018 where we had the lead, we had them in the books, and we just let up. Um, I don't know what happened, um, but I do want to talk the Seminole defenses this week um, because there's a lot of things um, that – uh, some of you guys may or may not be aware of. Um, and so I'd like to hit on, on that a little bit this, this morning. Um, one thing that I do want to talk about is Harlan Barnett. Um, I, I see over all kind of social media platforms that everyone, if they're not calling for Willie Taggart, they're calling for Barnett. And uh, rightfully so. Um, I, I think that um, from what we've seen uh, Saturday and giving up over 600 yards um, to Boise State, uh, not being able to stop the run, giving up over 200 yards. Uh, Boise State was five for five in the red zone, so our red red zone defense couldn't stop them. Um, and we just have too much talent on that side of the ball um, not to be able to do the things we need to do to win a football game. Um, So for you guys that are calling for Harlan Barnett's head, unfortunately, we're going to be stuck with him for the whole year. And and why is because of the David Kelly situation of them not allowing the NCAA, not allowing him to go to his off field um, position. Uh, He still does it, but he's technically still considered as an on the field coach. And so, you know, that has hurt us because David Kelly, one, was already the, the wide receiver coach last year. So he wasn't a defensive coach last year. But with him taking his new role, you know, that hurt us on the defensive side of the ball. We're not able to bring in another assistant or two 
to help out with um, with that side of the ball. So if, if Barnett gets fired during the season, there is nobody um, I think that can call this defense. Maybe Mark Snyder, I don't know. Um, and then you know you got Higgins, and you know I just don't think he can call the defense either. Um, but um, with that being said, you know Thrasher has opened up the checkbook. He allowed us to go get Browse. He came in at a million. Um, you can rest assured um, that Willie Taggart is going to hire the necessary pieces to make this right. Um, and those for you call them for Willie Taggart. You know, his buyout is astronomical for the program. If we was to buy him out, um, that would leave us little money to go get another high-powered coach to come in and take that position. Listen, this takes time. It's not something that's going to be built overnight. And all you people that are trying to judge it off of Dan Mullen's first year, uh, you know, he went 10 and this and 10 and that. You know, we can't base it off of what Dan Mullen did, okay? Um, when Willie Taggart took the program, we all know that Jimbo saga and so we're not going to open that can of worms this morning because i don't want to get off into rabbit trails and all this that and the other those are for later topics that we can discuss but let's get back to the defense uh from the first snap of the game to the last snap of the game boise state did whatever they wanted to do with us they embarrassed us they ran it down our throat um they picked us apart uh i'm not a big fan of the 3-4 defense. I thought I would be. Um, but unfortunately, we just don't have uh, – I don't think we have the right personnel for that for that scheme. I, I'd like to see us go back to the 4-3, maybe the 4-4. Um, and with that being said, um, you know, when you have Kane Doe at six foot seven, 280 pounds, dropping back, trying to cover a, a – um, a slot receiver or a tight end, you know, he, the quarterback was just lobbing it over their heads. Him and Robinson both was just lobbing it up between him and the safety, and they were just picking us apart there um, the whole game. And what I'm, what I'm really upset the most about is that I expected to see some halftime adjustments, and unfortunately we didn't. Now, a lot of people are saying it's the offensive fault. They were too fast. They were this. They were that. Um, I don't put it on the offense, and, and, and this is why. you got to stop the run, and you got to get off the field on third down. And we did neither of those for four quarters of football. We did not stop the run, and we did not get off the field on third down. That's why our defense was on the field for 100-plus snaps a game. It wasn't because the offense was going out there doing three and outs. I mean, that's to be expected when you run an up-tempo offense. Let's just be clear here. But the thing about it is is that when you cannot stop the run and cannot get off the field on third down and you go five for five in the red zone, you're, it's a long day. It's a long, drawn-out day. And that's what we experienced this past Saturday. Um, and, and not to have uh, halftime adjustments. You know, that, that's just crazy. 
um, uh, going to the cornerbacks and to the safeties. You know, we have the talent there. Um, we have some top-notch guys that have come in to help us in that position room. And so um, to play as much zone as we did, it just wasn't it, it wasn't working, and there should have been an adjustment there. I think moving forward, we need a man up, go back to the 4-3, man up, lock them down, and force the quarterback to throw to those one-on-ones. Um, Levante Taylor last year gave up some huge plays. Uh, they moved him back to safety. Um, and then, you know, it comes down to letting those guys do what they do. They make plays. In high school, they, did, they manned up. They wasn't playing a lot of zone. In zone, when you and when the quarterback is able to get the ball out quick, you know he's just going to pick the defense apart. So um, we got to get off the field on third down, and we got to stop the run. And those are things that um, we didn't see on Saturday. And giving up over 600 yards on defense, taking us back to last year when Clemson uh, went over uh, five or 600 yards, and Florida was able to put five or 600 yards on our defense. Uh, there was another game um, in the year that. We got torched uh, on defense. So, uh, unfortunately, I haven't seen any adjustments whatsoever made on the defensive side of the ball. And with that, Harlan Bonet's job is definitely on the hot seat. And he will be replaced at the end of the year if he does not fix it and fix it quick. Um, Then we move to the defensive line. Really, they did what they were supposed to do. They, they, they get in the trenches, they hold the tackle or the guard or the center, and that's where the linebacker is supposed to step up in those gaps and make those plays, and I didn't see that. I didn't see no aggressiveness from our linebacker core at all, and I was really hoping to see. I know we've had some studs come in, but they need to play these guys. Unfortunately, we're a young football team, uh, and a lot of the – the last of Jimbo's guys are going to be out of here this year. But um, these young guys need to be on the field. Um, and I'd like to see that against ULM uh, coming in next week. They ran over 300 yards on the ground. Um, so, you know, they're looking at this game and looking at what Boise did. And I can guarantee you they're going to do much of the same thing.